Hey, everyone. Unfortunately, I can't share my name with you. You will soon understand why. I'm 16 years old. I used to go to high school, but I had to put my education on hold because my family had to disappear. Yes, you heard that right. I said disappear. We went through something you might have seen in the movies. I'm going to tell you the whole story. One day, if you need to disappear, what you learn from my story might turn out to be useful. My dad had been working as the accounting manager of a construction company for two and a half years. One morning, the company's general manager called him. The boss's men are going to stop mm -hmm. by the office. Cooperate with them, he said. Before long, five people showed up. All of them were dressed in black suits. They wore their sunglasses, even indoors, as if they didn't want to be recognized. The men wanted to know which cabinets the accounting records were kept in. So my dad showed them. They took out all the records and started putting them through the shredder. My dad was shocked, and he asked them why they were doing that. One of the men said, pointing to his gun, things will get ugly here if you ask another question. Needless to say, my dad and his co-workers were really scared. The boss's men left the office after destroying the documents. My dad tried calling the general manager but couldn't reach him. A few hours later, he got a call from a friend of his. This person worked in the company headquarters. We're in trouble. Apparently, our employer is a mafia boss. He has been laundering money he made illegally through our company. There will be a major police operation. Get out of there fast, he said. When my dad said, what did we do wrong? His friend said, we didn't know anything. Like me, you are an executive in this company. The police will treat us as accomplices. We'll spend years in jail if we get caught. I remember that day very clearly. Dad came home in a hurry. He told my mom and me what had happened. I was so scared I started crying. Dad said, I watched a video on YouTube about a secret agent. He started a company after he retired. With the experience he had from his time as an agent, he was helping people in trouble. I talked to him on the phone and hired him. My mom said, but how is he going to help us? Dad replied, he will help us do what we need. He will make us disappear. I didn't get it. What do you mean? I said. Dad said, on my way home, I took out all of our money from the bank. We will change everything and start a new life someplace where no one can find us. We were going to do whatever the retired agent would tell us to do. Dad got rid of his phone number and bought a prepaid SIM card. The man he hired would communicate with us through this new number. The operation began with the first text message. First thing, the agent wanted us to change our looks. Mom dyed her hair blonde. Dad completely shaved his head. I had to cut my hair, which I'd been growing out carefully for years. I couldn't hold back my tears while it was being cut. The next step was to delete all of our social media accounts, one by one. We took out and broke the SIM cards from our phones. Dad took photos of us in front of a white wall and sent them to the agent. These photos would be used in our fake IDs. We were doing all this on autopilot. We weren't questioning anything. The retired agent kept sending text messages to my dad's phone. Dad was reading them out loud and we were immediately doing what we were told. Obviously, we weren't able to use dad's car. The agent rented a car for us and parked it in a spot that was a 20-minute walk away from our home. We weren't supposed to take suitcases with us in case somebody figured out we were leaving town. There was a chance our house was being watched by the police or the mafia. We were running away from both. We left home separately. Dad went to where the rental car was parked. Then he would pick up mom who was waiting in front of a shopping mall. I was waiting for them at a bus stop. They arrived half an hour later. The agent hadn't yet told us where we were going. 
As we were waiting anxiously, my dad got a text message. West. So now we just knew the general direction where we had to go. We were in such a weird mood that we didn't even talk to each other as if someone was listening in. I think we had put ourselves in survival mode. We did what we had to do only when and to the degree it was necessary. That included talking, too. As we were driving on the highway, I noticed my dad checking the rearview mirror often. We were all very nervous, but from what I could see, my dad was the most nervous of the three of us. He had even started sweating. I couldn't stop myself from asking him, Dad, are we being followed? Dad said, don't look back. There's a white car following us. It slows down as we slow down and goes faster as we go faster. This was exactly what we were afraid of. They had found us. My mom asked in an anxious tone, what are we going to do? My dad said, I'll get off the highway. He took the first exit he saw. Soon after that, my dad got a new text. When you're being followed, the best thing to do is to stay on a busy road. You are now going towards somewhere quiet. Your followers can do anything they want to you there. Thankfully, no one is following you. I'm the car you're scared of. Stop after half a mile. You will see a cornfield at 9 o'clock. Get out of the car and walk into the field. That's how we met the agent that saved our family. His name was Adams. To be honest, he didn't look like the spy I had in mind. I was expecting someone good-looking like James Bond. He wasn't even charismatic. On the other hand, Mr. Adams was an experienced agent who worked in the Secret Service for 35 years. It was thanks to him that we were going to get out of the trouble we found ourselves in. Mr. Adams gave us our fake IDs. All our names had been changed, both first and last. Coincidentally, the name he gave me was the same as my best friend's. I was so happy for this coincidence. <laughs> my mom didn't like her new name at all, but there was nothing she could do about it. Our agent told us, memorize everything that's on your IDs. From now on, refer to each other using your new names even when you're alone. This is how you can adapt to your new life. As we got back on the road again, we were feeling a little better. My dad was teasing my mom, repeating her new name over and over <laughs> again. In the meantime, we found out where we were going. Mr. Adams had rented a mountain lodge for us, but we didn't know how long we were going to stay there or where we would be going next. Again, he was going to tell us what to do. This might sound strange to you, but I started kind of liking our new life of adventure. Yes, our world was completely upside down. I was separated from my friends. We were in a rental car driving to some place we knew nothing about. Our future was uncertain, but I still liked this dynamic lifestyle. It felt like I was in a movie and I was curious about how it was going to end. Mr. Adams is perfect at what he does. He planned the course of our lives in an incredible way. We owe him a lot. It's been 10 months since the first time we held our new IDs in our hands. So do we know now how this movie ends? I think so. Is it a happy ending? I'm not so sure. I'll keep telling you what we went through and you can make up your own mind. The mountain lodge we went to had a TV. That's how we could follow the news. The name of the company my dad worked for was frequently mentioned in the news. <gasps> turned out it was run by a big crime family. They started these kinds of companies to launder the money they made illegally. My dad was even more scared when he realized what a big deal this whole thing was. The boss's men had destroyed all the accounting books in the office. But my dad still knew a lot about the operations of the company. That's why the crime family might have been scared that my dad would testify against them. Maybe they were looking for him everywhere to stop him from doing that. I'm sure you can guess what they would do to him once they found him. After the mountain lodge, Agent Adams got us a small ranch house. We were living in isolation again. 
My dad went to a different grocery store every time and paid for everything in cash. We were not allowed to get online. I was reading all day. My mom was sewing. We could live somehow, but my dad was not happy at all. We couldn't move around with fake IDs running away forever. I had to stop going to school. And most importantly, we were running out of money. Soon my dad would need to get a new job. And that wasn't safe at all. Dad met with Mr. Adams to talk about these issues. They discussed at length what they could do. They finally decided the right thing to do would be going to the police and Mm -hmm. telling them everything. When my dad told us the plan, we were against it, but he wasn't going to listen to us. I stayed with my mom at the ranch. My dad left with Mr. Adams the next morning. According to what dad told us later, the police were really nice to him. They told him that if he were to testify against this family, they would put him and his family, that is us, under the witness protection program. Dad didn't have any other choice, otherwise he would have gone to jail. That's why he took their offer. Mm -hmm. His testimony was a major part of the trial, and most members of the crime family ended up going to jail. Under the witness protection program, we changed our lives yet again. This time, it was government officials who were doing similar things to what Mr. Adams had done for us, but of course theirs was so much more comprehensive. We had new IDs with different names. This time, they weren't fake, and my mom picked a name that she liked for herself. They got us a house in a very small town in another part of the country. They started paying my dad a salary that was enough for us to live on, and he will also be able to receive financial assistance when he wants to start his own business. The witness protection program included an option to change your face through plastic surgery. However, we didn't want to go that far. Though afterward, my mom thought, maybe I should have used this as an excuse to get my nose fixed, but it was too late. In the meantime, we made up a simple family story. We repeated it every chance we got to be able to learn it by heart so we would all be talking about the same things. According to the story, we were tired of city life. We wanted to lead a quiet life in a small town. 